Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Anna and this is Nad, Sit With Angel. I'm trying again to have a new concept, a new show called Kanam. And you know what Kanam means in Wolof. It means face, but in this case, it means face, it means identity, it means future, but also it means progress. Before starting, I wanted to present my sincere condolences to Jean-Paul Dalmeda's family. That was a sad, sudden loss. I am sorry and I'm presenting my condolences to his family, to his friends, to Senegal all, all over the place because we know that everybody loved him. Um, today's episode, I know if you are aware and you are on social media these days, you know that we have a new whole showroom. Beautiful, the best showroom actually in Dakar. <laughs> I don't have to present this Kanam, she's known. And if you see her creations, you know that's her. I'm gonna introduce a role model to me and to a lot of people, to a lot of women. As a woman, as a married woman, as an entrepreneur, she's doing amazing things. Please join me to welcome Sofatu. Hi. That was a lot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but because you're doing a lot. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, hi, assalamu alaikum. And thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I would like to join you in presenting our condolences and uh, you know, that was sudden, as yeah. you said, and, and it was really like heartbreaking to, to hear the news. So um, my sincere condolences to all of you who loved Jean-Paul, all of you who knew him, all of you who just appreciated his work, his person and, and, and this whole incredible human being yeah he was an incredible human being when i'm when i'm when i'm listening to people because we work together we had to spend time together but we were not very close mm. and to me he was an amazing person yeah. and when his friends are talking about him i'm not i'm like oh he was really an amazing person mm. how was it like because i know you guys had to work together how was it to work with john paul well um i um met him in 2019 and the thing is before that we i mean i knew him as um a fashion model so i was like he, he was like one of the biggest fashion models yes. back then and uh so i texted him i remember i was like jean pierre and he's like no jean paul i'm like sorry i could have just said gp like anyone else i don't know why i'm precising you know he's like yeah you should have just done that and uh i remember something he said to me that really um touched me is that it moved me um i was telling him because i was trying to like get him to you know, like work for me, but at a lower price, uh, clearly, because back then I wasn't, alhamdulillah, so far it was starting to get known and all that. And I was having my own show. It was for our anniversary in um, Pullman. And then I was like, I talked to Gorgi, you know, and Gorgi said, Gorgi was okay um, uh, uh, to, to do it for me. And he said, it's more important uh, to, you know, like the human side is more important. So he's doing it because, you know, he know that he's gaining a friend in me. And he was like, you know, I we believe the same thing. We act the same. And this is why we're so poor. Like we would never get money because this <laughs> yes. is what we say every time. So I was like, yes, please. So he was like, yeah, of course I'm working for you and uh, just pay what whatever you want to pay, you know? Uh, so um, that was the man, you know? He was really simple, easy going. He would text me and be like, hey, are you gonna make me rehearse? I'm like, everybody's rehearsing, what do you mean? He's like, hey, me, I'm busy, you know? But he's like, okay, let me just come. I'll be there in a minute. Like, I have something else to do, but I cancel it, I'll come. Yeah. So he's so easy going and he always does what he can, I think. I, and I saw that in all the testimonials, it's that he would always do whatever he can to accommodate people and to make yes. things easy for yeah. them, you know? 
so very humble, uh, very funny, very easygoing. And um, yeah, that's why his life touched so many people. When someone, you know, some people are great in character and you don't get to know it until they pass. Yeah. You know, mm. and, uh, and that's unfortunate that we only get to discover uh, how amazing he was now that he's no longer living. But I guess it's a lesson for everyone uh, that the only important thing is in life is the human, you know, what, what you leave them with, how you touch their lives and how much respect you show, you show to them, how much love, how much support. And, and that's what got him what he has now, which is incredible testimonials on his left. A huge legacy that we all wish that we can one day have. Yes, that's yeah, that's so true. And um I hope that we're gonna keep talking about him and we're gonna keep his mission going because he had so many beautiful things going. He was always thinking about people and I hope deep down my heart that his mission gonna keep going and we just gonna keep remember him remember him his anniversary is the 22th of september that's in in less than two weeks and i hope that he will be celebrated by everyone in his families yeah. you just mentioned um that at the beginning so far too you were growing up can you just come back do a little a little um a little throwback in in the past and explain us how you started so far too and how difficult it was for you at the beginning hmm. it's a story i tell quite often i think um everybody right now should know it. everybody who usually watches me uh, so i started when i was a student and it was because i was in morocco studying and um first year i went i didn't have anything traditional with me and i ended up wearing what everybody else was wearing so second year i came back with a lot of traditional outfits but then it was too traditional to be worn like outside and i started alterating all my clothes with um so i had this amazing female tailor her name was maria and uh, that's how it all started so since it was the first time well actually third time i would say i was having exactly what i wanted uh, from a garment i designed but this was i was grown right um i was i was 18 i think back then and i was like you know what um i can make a business out of this because people really appreciated it so uh, in the beginning i started i mean i went all over the place i was like mama you know what i'm starting this business i'm gonna do um I'm gonna make clothes and sell them. I'm gonna uh, sell shoes. I'm selling bags, and then I'm opening a huge showroom. And then you know what? I'm gonna open like a whole um, thingy. What is it called? Like a gallery. Yeah. I'm opening. I'm starting also like a, a TV show. Like there was just a lot of things entangled in the project. And she was like, "Yeah, you should do that." And you know what? Like the money you're asking for is too little. <laughs> you know, try to get more. And uh, may Allah have her, um, her soul. I, I started just like that. I was like, okay, I'm starting this thing. So it was on April 24th on 2012. And I was like, in 10 days, that's gonna be my grandma's birthday. I'm launching this. Okay. And I did with a very colorful 
hideous collection. <laughs> I often say it because it's true. Like I, I still look at the pictures. I was like, wow, how could I believe that this was nice? You know, and I and I truly thank you, my friends, for watching this. You know, like Tulai, Mati, all of you who actually came and bought those clothes and wore them. Thank nice. you so much. I would never forget it. I would never. <laughs> so that's how it started, you know. And it got going because I had friends supporting mm -hmm. me. Mm. It kept going because you know I was in social media. I was very like big on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, so it's those people who supported the thing. Uh, my sister, her friends, they ordered all the way from France, you know. And I can say that so far too today, um, it's just you know the work of many. Yes, people, their support, their love, and and their faith in me and what I do. So it changed a lot. I then had a tailor in um, a different city uh, when I moved to Rabat. So he was in Kenitra. So I would go to the different city every two days to make to get my clothes made. And then I came back to Senegal. So I would go to Sandaga until 2019. That's when I had my first workshop. That's when I had my first shop, and it was built in my father's garage five years later five years later so we took time yeah right and today uh this is our biggest showroom we launched it um one week ago mm -hmm. exactly one week ago mm -hmm. and um i'm just so proud to see the journey because i know that it's not my journey only you know it's the journey of everyone who believed in it and everyone who supported it yes it's my mom's journey it's my father's journey you know it's my whole family it's my grandma's journey and probably one of her like biggest source of pride um so yeah alhamdulillah it, it takes time it took time and uh, it's gonna take more time because this is not where we want to stop mm. for sure we don't you we don't <laughs> want you to stop here too um you talked about how human beings was implicated in your business how your friends and your family and to have people that implicated in what you believe in and to see your vision mm. you have to be a good leader first you have to be a certain type of human being how would you describe yourself as a leader <laughs> i don't know if i can do that <laughs> you know I'm, i'm i don't see myself as a leader you are okay thank you but um i just see myself as people's friend you know uh i'm i'm a very silly person i can't say that like i like laughing i like joking i like eating good food spending good time with people you know and i feel like that's what just kept me going all along that's why i had good friends that's that's why um and also like I like having people around me and doing things together because I hate loneliness. Like I remember I had a mental breakdown first time I had to leave alone mm -hmm. um, in Morocco because my roommate uh, traveled for a month. Mm -hmm. I, I ended up catching myself speaking alone in the streets. That's how bad it is. Like I don't stand loneliness, <laughs> right? I'm very talkative, I'm very, you know. So, so yeah, so I guess that's just that. And that's that's how I, That's how I live, you know? So I feel like it's not the fact that I'm leading people. It's just that um, people are helping me and I like to give back as well because, I mean, I've been giving a lot. I've been given a lot. Um, God gave me an amazing family, incredible friends, you know, like people who love what I'm doing. And that's just God, you know? Mm -hmm. That's him who puts the love of thing and the love of people in people's heart. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if people today 
come to be like just yesterday somebody texted me and they were like you know i love you so much and i love what you're doing you know and i have this new business you might think it like you might like i look up to you and i want to send you a piece of what i'm doing i'm like subhanallah this is all allah this is nothing that i did mm-hmm. you know it's just allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who made this person love me and love what i do so i feel like it's not from a from a place of leadership that it all comes it's rather from a place of love and sharing and 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 just trying to be nice to people because you can't obviously be nice all the time or be nice to everybody mm-hmm. i can be very very unpleasant when i'm not happy <laughs> <laughs> okay which is which is fine which is okay you don't have to be okay every day and you mm-hmm. talked about having a mental breakdown and i can understand that even if you are a very silly someone very a very nice person very kind in general mm-hmm. but you are also human which means that you have emotions you have to balance things and sometimes if you are managing a lot of people you have to manage them all in their differences you have to deal with them all yes. in their differences so it can be very impactful on you on your emotions and your mental health how are you balancing being an entrepreneur being um being in this in this industry and having the brand that you have in 2023 managing people your mental health and your and your well-being um well i think with god's help and also i have a lot of people who make it very easy for me yeah because um i would cite my sisters first like i rely on them a lot even in the business today we running so far together i have two sisters and then a cousin who also works with me and she's like a sister so i always say i have three sisters yeah and it's the three of them who are doing the most to keep the business going you know um so i i don't think it's it's possible to do that alone no yeah you Mm -hmm. have to have a support system you have to have people you can count on and people who have you and also people who can tell you the truth when they know that you're not doing things right i remember in october of 2020 and it was my first year of marriage i had this period i wasn't realizing that i was beginning to have a mental breakdown right and they they just sat me down and i was like you know what you need to take a break because this is not working anymore you get mad all the time you yell at people you're not nice this is not who you used to be and this is not how you should treat people because i was really unpleasant to my people you know so then i was like you guys are right i cried my eyes out but i took a time like i took a step back Mm -hmm. and then i realized that i was going the wrong way this was not me right so i think um this business also changes you because you get to talk to people a certain way because yes as you said you a leader whether you want it or not because you have people who work for you today we have 30 employees and they're very different not all of them have the same work ethics not all of them have the same just behavior in general characters and all that so you have to manage all that and some of them they don't understand the easy and soft way Mm -hmm. right you need to be more assertive at times so i feel like that also changed me in the way of i remember a friend of mine um i was telling her about like a a fight i had with one of my tailors and she was like wow so you can get mad Mm. i was like what are you talking about everybody gets mad she's like i've never seen you mad we've been friends for 10 years right so i feel like yeah it brings out also different parts of your personality and those are things that you have to manage as well so um uh yeah i think most of it is easy because i have my sisters my husband my Mm mother-in-law my sister-in-law i'm very close to them and they've been helping me a lot and um 
yeah other than that i don't think i could do it on my own you mm. know those people keep me grounded my grandma keeps me grounded my father keeps me grounded mm. right i can be very busy having like i don't know like interviews photo shoots and all that and they would call me and be like someone passed away we have to go and present our condolences so whatever you're doing comes after right because those are the things that matter most to them and you cannot ignore that so they keep you human in a sense and and, and just grounded and humble Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy yeah. that you have people like that around you because we know that it's it's not very often in yeah. Senegalese yeah. society to have a healthy family, family that's going to support you and be behind you and just yeah. keep you grounded, as you say. Yeah. How a typical day currently look like, your typical day? <laughs> I don't have a typical day. <laughs> I just have days. I just have days. Okay, so usually, so now I live in Grand Bau, right? Uh, it's in yeah, the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live very far. That's where my family in law lives. Um, I used to live in Liberty Six Extension. So now my days are very different because I have to wake up early, get out of home with my husband. Uh, who works downtown mm-hmm. so he got back this year in Senegal he used to live in France mm-hmm. so we go out uh, we drop him and then I go to whichever store I need to start with first or the the workshop if I need to go to the workshop uh, then you know I might have meetings oh no my days just changed you know when I started sport again <laughs> I'm going back to the gym again so now I go to the gym I'll go to Terubi Almami's uh, he used to be my coach so it's been two years I haven't been doing anything fitness wise for two years since my pregnancy mm-hmm. so um, so yeah so now I go to the gym and now I come here it just started like three weeks ago but I can say two, three days ago but I can say that that's my new habit <laughs> yes so yeah a good one yeah oh I skipped my coffee and prayers and all that before I get out of home but whatever and then so I come to whichever place I need to come and I usually arrange my meetings uh, regarding where, I'm, where I need to be for example today I knew that I had you mm-hmm. so everybody who needs to see me they'll be coming here you know mm-hmm. so that it makes just things easier so usually I have different meetings a day uh, if not with other people or partnerships it would be with um, just you know um, the team mm-hmm. we have regular meetings also for the team uh, on Fridays I don't work because uh, I spend the day with my family I work up, I wake up quite late like around 10 on Fridays take a shower, go to my father's house. I go to the masjid there. That's where we grew up in the Baptist's extension. He's the mm. imam of the masjid. Oh, yeah, we always have lunch there with my grandma. Even now that my mom has passed, she still comes for the lunch because she prepares the lunch. And I mean, she doesn't prepare. She orders, she orders for the lunch mm. and it's distributed also at the mosque. Uh, and yeah, in the afternoon, I'll be with my sisters. At times I'll go and do my hair. So Friday is my day, right? Yes. So other than that, I don't have a typical day. I go wherever I need to be, do whatever I <laughs> need, to, you do. need to do. Yes, and then at night I, I go home with my husband usually. Yeah, I think all entrepreneurs have that life and that's the life we all want, mashallah. <laughs> Not you really. Can, that's, but that's the life I want. That's <laughs> the life I want. To wake up the, the moment I want to wake up to do the things that I want to do. Yeah, but, but you don't sleep the moment you want to sleep. For example, you can have very, very but long when, time. When, when we will be billionaires, we're going to be mean, going yes. to. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. um, the question I wanted to ask you is, do you have key good habits 
yeah. that you know you repeat intentionally every day and if you have what what are they clearly prayer for one yeah uh, zikr in the morning so you have all the askara naum which is uh, askara so what am i saying so the askara of the morning uh, different prayers that uh, the Prophet Wasallam taught us yes, to do every morning. And I feel like that's what keeps my business going. I'm telling you my secret, that and istighfar. <laughs> that's, that's true, because you get to pray for everything and pray also to be shielded from everything bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So he taught us the best way to pray for whatever good to happen to us and for whatever bad things to just stay away from us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, that's a very important part of my day. Uh, I journal every night, so I have Good. this gratitude journal where I write why I'm grateful for Good. the day I had. Uh, I used to have also this other journal where I would write to my mom, but I don't do it every night, so it's every now and then. Um, and then I have a third journal where I write uh, for my husband, because mm -hmm. I feel like um, it's important to feel grateful towards him, because that's what can keep the love growing. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, so those things, I don't miss them. I have um, my special coffee that I make myself and that I take every morning and every afternoon when I'm um, at the, what is it called? Uh, whatever, I'm, uh, whatever I am, boutique, workshop, wherever, because I feel like that is also um, a moment for me, right? I, I, I take it as a break, mm -hmm. you know, a moment of pleasure. And in my mind, it's associated with having like a restart for the afternoon or for the day mm. i'm like okay this is the food i'm taking and now i'm ready to go and tackle whatever obstacle i need to tackle so i would say those things and obviously the time i spend with my baby um because it really recharges me you know it's just laughter and then fighting and then laughing together and playing so i feel like yeah those probably are the the key oh, that's so amazing if you know me and you follow me you know i am very centered around mental health i have an organization talking about mental health well-being taking care of yourself and i feel like she gave you some keys that you can <laughs> apply you guys and i i hear you yeah. talk a lot about your mother and as someone who knew you for years before and i've been there when you were doing the anniversary i think at monument de la renaissance and i know how important your mother was to you and is to you mm. the question i want to ask other mother now what is the key thing the key habit the key education that she gave to you and that you know you're gonna repeat on all your children regardless of the gender that's a tough question. Um, you know, like, I've learned so many things from my mom. Um, and I feel like the toughest thing I had to go through was to become a mom when I've just lost her, yeah. right? Because I was counting a lot on her. I relied on her a lot for, for, for many things. Um, there was just one thing. I think it would be the love of the Quran. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, I mean, her whole life was about that. And um, I was just watching an, a, a video a few weeks ago uh, of a young Qari. He's very young and he's memorized the Quran. And he was saying that his mom taught him that anything he needs to know is in the Quran. So if you know the Quran, you literally know everything because you know how to 
be a good person, you know, how to work hard, you know, that you know how to behave. It's like a code of life, right? And that if you lose the Quran, you lose, you lose everything. Mm. So I feel like um, she had this pure love of the Quran and uh, she would work with a cousin of mine whose name is Zainab and she has this thing, this program called Quran de mon coeur, Quran of my heart, and who just teaches you how to make of the Quran a friend you know, and something that's a big part of your life. I think it will be that because that, I mean, it, it brings you comfort yeah. when you need it. It brings you guidance when you need it. it. It brings you peace, you know, at times where you're very like, there's there are many turbulences in your life. I feel like it gives you everything that you need in life. Mashallah. So yeah, Quran. <laughs> oh, that was so. I love Sofatu, Fatima Zahra. People, people know I love her. I had to deal with a very difficult situation back in the day in 2018. And when I was looking for, I didn't know her at all. We were just following each other. But I see how she talks. I, I see how she deal with people. And I was so, I was, I was, it was so difficult for me. And she was the person I texted. I explained to her the situation. And I was like, I'm just looking for an advice. I'm just looking for support. And she was so detached. But at the same time, she, she gave me a very good advice that I applied. And Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, the justice of Allah is the biggest of justice so I am just grateful and like see hearing her what she is saying I think I love you more <laughs> like I'm also very proud of you because that was I think a tough time for you yeah and you managed to get out of it bigger you know um, you grew Alhamdulillah and you didn't let that define you or, or change your life mm. so um, yeah I feel like Mashallah, you've come a long way. Yeah. Today I see you wearing a turban. Mashallah, may Allah uh, make you keep it and, mm. and make you like steadfast on mm. his path. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about that, the turban, because as you know, I am an actress. And being a very realistic person, I know that wearing a turban and being a hijabi is an obstacle to my career. Mm. Do you feel like you being a, being a hijabi, being in the fashion industry, because we know brands like Anifa, Andrea, Iyama that are being warped, you know Tongoro that are being um, um, used by big stars like Beyonce. Do you think that maybe that's not really your target, but do you think that in general being in the fashion industry as a hijabi, is it a challenge for you? Look, it can be because um, it's not just that I'm a hijabi, it's that I decided to live my religion in a certain way, right? Uh, so lately, my sister uh, told me that, you know what, you need to sit down and look for all the pictures that, you know, like, let's not say um, promote, but kind of show a certain mixity between men and women and remove them, you know, because mm. this is not in the it's it's not aligned to our beliefs right and she would for example like look at certain designs and be like you should not be doing this anymore for example i remember after my mom passed because that was a shock for me and i just realized that the most because i think it was the same as with jean paul you know like even this week i met two people one came to the boutique the other i met her randomly who were giving me like beautiful beautiful testimonials about my mom and who she was to them mm. you know so she just told us that the most important thing is to touch people's life is to live your life in a way that god 
will be satisfied of you and of how you lived your life so i remember that um yeah after she passed i was like this particular design which is one of our most famous famous designs because i think we were the first to make boo-boos like after shoulders boo-boos yeah. and then everybody started making them um i decided that we're not longer making them right every week there's someone who would come and be like i want this and we'd be like sorry we don't make it anymore mm-hmm. so i feel like it's not just the hijab it's also all the other beliefs that come with it it's not very easy for example people would come and be like i want to dress but without the sleeves and you need to make them understand respectfully that we don't do that mm. right okay i want the dress but i want it short i'm sorry but we can't make that for you so yeah, yeah because because you're working for people and you're offering a service um it's not easy uh, to align it to your beliefs but it's something that we're trying to do right uh we decided that we wanted to do um clothing that is in accordance with muslim beliefs uh, I can't call it modest wear because it's not modest. We make very fancy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at least we're trying uh, to make it as covering as we can mm. and yet still elegant and timeless, kind of. So um, I think that wasn't easy. Also, the fashion shows and all that. I used to make all those. I love bongos. Everybody loves, everybody knows it. I mean, I, I think I'm the first who also like initiated this thing of having bongos. Actually, that was the show where Jean-Paul was. Yeah. Um, Bongo came, uh, the, the, the one before that, it was a Simba guy in there, you know. So I love Senegalese culture. Uh, but now I have to try and dissociate myself from that because I know that um, I love it, yes, but it's Inshallah. still not respectful of the way I want things to be. It's not in accordance with that. So yeah, uh, I, I have to change things based on that. So it's not more of the way that people perceive us. It's the efforts we have to make to stay um, in line, you know, true to, to stay yeah, true to ourselves. That's, 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 I think that's the hardest part. It's not the way people could come. I think I may have one or two comments of, uh, yo, hijabi, what are you doing at this fashion week? But I don't care, you know, like, I'm like that. I do whatever I want to do. So I, I'm not really affected by people's negativity because I'm a very optimistic person. I'm just like my mom. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's being proud of myself. That's the hardest thing to do regarding my hijab and me being in fashion. Good. Very, very good. You talked about um the, we're gonna stay in the industry and i wanted to talk about plagiarism the way people did just, just this very, is not gonna be a 20 minute interview <laughs> that's a very that's that's very present that's that's absolutely present that people um, they just love to see you do something and they try to do it so what i wanted to now you are more relaxed because now you know you have a whole identity that we saw in the in the showroom you have your logo you have your fabrics with your logo what was how how the process went from having a general identity to having a specific identity that belongs only to Sofato? It took time. What can I say? It's just time, you know. It's time and listening to people and observing what's working, what is not, you know, learning all the time. And I took this advice from uh, my godmother. Let's say um, she actually. Um, is also uh, my grandma's namesake. Her name is Kine, Fatukine, mm-hmm. Fatukine Kamara. And um, she's my mom's cousin. Um, they're mothers or sisters. And she taught me this, don't lose your time 
fighting for things that will not bring you anything you know because you're gonna fight with those people maybe you can take them to court but you are facing people who clearly don't have the same values mm -hmm. as you mm -hmm. right if they had they would not do what they did yeah so they can go there they're gonna try and prove that they never copied you so it's your word against their word and then you're gonna need to find means to define to de defend your word right uh you're gonna lose money you're gonna pay for an advocate you're In gonna time. pay for, for a lawyer you're gonna pay for a lot of things and then they probably don't even have the money to pay you back so instead of that invest that energy and time and money in your brand make it more recognizable make people distinguish it out of any other brand and build more loyalty and that's exactly what we're trying to do so we're putting our logo everywhere i want yeah. you wherever you see to know that okay this is so far so that's the goal right now and i feel like alhamdulillah it's happening yeah it's happening yes which is a good thing and and we're very happy about it and i feel like it, this is the best best advice that was given to us also i made peace you know with that because i just realized that at the end of the day um Many other people are living out of my baraka. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. right? So some of them are paying salaries out of my baraka. So which means I don't have just 30 employees. I have all the employees yes. too. It's fine. So guys, keep doing whatever you're doing. As long as I'm benefiting from it. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it reverse. Before I would be like, they're gonna give me their barakas when we go to, you know, to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we go for the judgment day. But I feel like I'm benefiting now. So I'm I'm just yeah. You are um, Yeah, I'm I'm just like it, thank it's you for happening this. because when we are watching Hellover, whenever Ali um that's not Halima, Halima. Halima. Whenever Halima shows up, you have my sister, this is so far too. I'm like, girl, please just <laughs> we know it's so far too. You don't have to say it all the time. Mm. it is happening mm. and i think this is the end of the interview we're just gonna we're just gonna ask a little bit of questions kind of tricky what can make you go boom like something that you cannot stand when someone do it a, a deal breaker it depends on people i i think for people who work for me it's um just not doing your work right yeah. um, um i am I'm not supposed to say, but I'm a hard worker by nature, right? You are. If I ask of you something, I'm doing probably three times of what I ask of you. So I feel like if I'm trying to make things easy for you and you don't respect that and you take things for granted and you don't do your part of the work, I, I can't stand that. Yeah. If I come and ask for something and then I come back, it's not done. Yeah, that usually triggers me. I'll be honest. That's one thing. <laughs> I think when it's outside of there, it's just lack of respect yeah yeah because i try to be as respectful as i can with people mm. and as nice as i can i don't always succeed but at least the respect i feel like it's the one thing that cannot be missing so yeah lack of respect is it does trigger me okay yeah. where is your favorite place to go in the car my home <laughs> Yeah, my room, especially with my baby. Yeah, now it is. It used to be that and our masjid uh, at Liberty Six Extension. Before I would cite restaurants, but I don't go out a lot anymore. Like I'm a whole different human being. It's incredible. Yeah. Like I used to, I used to go out for lunch and dinner, but I can go out maybe like once a month now. <laughs> Even oh. at times not. Yeah. And what is your favorite dish? Sukanya. Ah, like everyone and I think <laughs> yeah I know 
basic, but yeah, Supukanja is good. It was my mom's favorite dish too. So yeah, I love Supukanja. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for, for having this me. interview. And I think that was that was one of my. I think we talked about it, Amudin and I, because I'm coming back. This is my first episode. This is a, a whole new show, and I want it so far, so bad. <laughs> I've been stressing. She's her. been guilting me. She was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a depression if you don't reply." <laughs> so yeah, that's, I'm happy. That's how extreme I am. I am extremely <laughs> dramatic. I am so dramatic. So I was sending to her gifts crying so far to please reply to me she was like girl we're gonna do it on saturday so thank you so much <laughs> thank you thank for you having for me thank you yeah. to my team guys i have i'm working right now with a team young handsome boys mm-hmm. uh Hamadin, thank you for so much for collaborating with me on this and your team guys i hope that we're gonna have a peaceful collaboration that um, we're gonna yeah. gain from this and that allah um, will, will give it will give us baraka that we're gonna we're gonna travel the world interviewing big stars that's what we want to do that's that's the goal so thank you to my team thank you to Sofatu for having me Amen. thank you to Les and Rabi which I have an exclusive partnership so all the accessories that you're gonna see me wear during this episode are from Shender Rabi you just have to click on Instagram and you're gonna find her thank you guys for being here thank you for listening to us and see you next time